Welcome to America's favorite wellness hour, Healthy by Nature, with certified clinical nutritionist, Marty Whittakin. Well, hello. <clears throat> Welcome to Healthy by Nature. Oh, my. If, if this show had a flag, it would certainly be at half-mast. Uh, we just feel so bad for the losses at the airport in Afghanistan, not just our our service personnel, but their families and all of the civilians that were lost. Um, you know, it's not the fault of the boots on the ground. It's not the boots, it's the suits, as they say. And um, when we're in a situation like we've been with the pandemic, it's nice to believe that the government always knows what it's doing and, for that matter, has our best interests at heart. But uh, the more is revealed, the more that calls called into question. Uh, also, just want to shout out to anybody in the Gulf Coast area that's listening. Please do whatever they say. In this case, the weather people usually know what they're doing. If they say evacuate, please do. Not a time to tough it out and um, you know, just think you can use positive or magical thinking and make it go away. Well, <clears throat> last week, husband Bill said I was kind of laid back. Well, I am amped up today for sure because in the studio today, we have Peter McCullough, MD. And as you know, if you've been a, a listener recently, that's a real treat. And um, I'm going to give some of his introduction now so we save more time on the other side of the break for answering questions. Um, Dr. McCullough is an epidemiologist as well as a practicing internist and cardiologist. <clears throat> he edits several medical journals and just knows what good science looks like. He knows what good medical practice looks like and has led the way in COVID treatment, the early treatment being what will keep people from being in the hospital and the, the deaths. Um, he's been at times kind of a lone voice, but he has an army now of other physicians that have the ethics and the passion that he does to treat people. Um, <clears throat> he's paid a heavy price for it because it's not a popular view in the establishment. And they don't like anybody who doesn't, as you could say, drink the Kool-Aid. And we've been very fortunate to have him be with us, telling us the truth and the science that isn't being shared by the authorities. And <clears throat> I've I've had many people say thank you to you. In fact, yesterday I was getting my hair cut, and the lady that came in after me was saying, oh, what a blessing that you are, and that she spreads the word, as do a lot of our, our listeners, like our favorite nurse, Joanne Berger. She tells everybody, and there's no telling how many lives you've saved, and I'm glad that we can be a little part of that. Please stay with us. 
Summer fun, beach, pool, boating, golf, gardening, uh, scratches, dry skin, chapped lips, sunburn, not much fun, unless you're prepared with Lily of the Desert Aloe Vera Jelly and Lip Balm. We all know that the aloe vera plant soothes painful burns, moisturizes, and helps skin heal quickly. In fact, aloe products are everywhere, even in the gift shop of any vacation spot. But you just can't tell by looking that most of them contain very little aloe or that processing has removed the healing elements from the leaves. Insist on Lily of the Desert brand. It's 99% organic aloe. The constituents that give the leaf its magical reputation have been protected and enhanced. Lily of the Desert Aloe Vera Jelly also contains vitamins for a healthy skin and comes in three affordable sizes. Most natural food stores nationwide carry the jelly and lip balm. Buy them now for first aid at home. And for goodness sake, don't go on vacation without it or you may get stuck with that other stuff from the gift shop. Join Lily of the Desert on Facebook. There's an important difference between a low price and a good value. For example, a cheap vitamin supplement becomes expensive if it doesn't work. Nutrition expert Bill Sardi wanted to have a multivitamin that reflected the latest science. That meant better absorbed forms of essential vitamins and crucial minerals like zinc and selenium in the doses that studies showed were beneficial. He could not find that in stores, so had to design one. Molecular Multi. It is so complete that most people can save money by cutting several bottles out of their supplement program. Better yet, receive two bottles free when you buy three. That makes Molecular Multi only about a dollar a day. If your budget needs even more help, host Marty Whittakin says that half a dose of Molecular Multi provides more health benefits than a full dose of virtually any other product. Visit the sponsor page of hbnshow.com or lifespannutrition.com or call 800-247-5731. Subscribe to Marty's free newsletter at the Healthy by Nature Show website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com. Dr. McCullough is a medical doctor. He has a whole bunch of other initials after his name, Master of Public Health, and a bunch of them that wouldn't mean much unless you could see what they stand for. But he has he spent 17 years of postgraduate work after high school, I guess, 17 years developing all the knowledge that he has. And He's shared it on any number of prestigious television shows, and we're just delighted that he can see his way clear to share some of his weekend with our listeners uh, who hang on your every word. So welcome to the studio. Treat to have you here. Well, thanks for having me, Marty. Well, we have a lot of questions sent in by, by email from listeners. I had about 100 myself. Um, and we'll take some calls whether or not we can just take the message that you give our producer, but I'm going to give out the phone number at least once, 800-281-8255, 800-281-8255, because hopefully we will answer the things that are on your mind, but if we seem to be missing something obvious that you need to know, then call and at least tell Ed so that he can put it up on our screen. Well, before we get to all of these specific questions, I think what people would really like to know is what in the heck is going on out there? Just your observation about 
what they're hearing on the news and um, what your take on it is. We are absolutely in the um, probably the apogee of the uh, Delta outbreak right now. And I can tell you, I'm probably one of the few doctors who goes on the media and I actually treat patients with COVID-19. And I can tell you, I am extraordinarily busy at this point in time. There are loads and loads of sick Americans out there. Uh, Delta is a predominant outbreak of the younger individuals. We're seeing whole families get the Delta variant. Um, I think it is more contagious. And I can tell you personally, I'm finding it more difficult to treat with the uh, sequenced multidrug therapy. Uh, We are pushing for monoclonal antibodies very hard for our patients, and they're seeking them on a scramble. Uh, The outbreak is affecting both the vaccinated and unvaccinated. I just got off the phone with a fully vaccinated doctor who took the vaccine back in May, and she's got full-blown COVID right now. She's uh, 50 years old. That's not uncommon. Right now, it is true that the hospitals have more patients who are unvaccinated than vaccinated. There is a differential there. Um, But what we know is that the vaccinated who are getting admitted to the hospital are older. So for your seniors on the line, the CDC has just reported August 23rd, 2021, and I'm reading from their website, the CDC, these are not all the patients, but the ones that were made aware to them by the Departments of Community Health, they reported 11,050 hospitalized or fatal cases of COVID-19 that were fully vaccinated. So these are vaccine failures. And what we know there is age over 65 accounted for 70% of these hospitalizations and 87% of the deaths. So the concerning thing, it looks like the vaccine is failing for some, particularly the elderly. Well, and it's the elderly that are the most concerned because of this news to get the vaccine. But I have to wonder, aren't they also maybe more fragile to the downside of the vaccine, the uh, the side effects? That is true. Um, we know that the, the number of vaccine-related deaths, I believe, are over 13,000 now, uh, in total, over 200,000 hospitalizations, ER visits, office visits, et cetera, over 545,000 vaccine injuries. Of the fatalities, uh, they clearly affect the seniors more, people in their 70s or 80s. The non-fatal syndromes are occurring in younger people. Oh, my. Um, To what do you attribute the increase in young people that, we hear about the pediatric hospitals being overrun. Of course, isn't there also another respiratory virus going around that may be clouding the issue a little bit? But um, you said that there is an increase in disease among younger people. Before, with the Alpha variant, it was mostly the elderly that were affected. Yeah, the Alpha, alpha variant was the UK variant. That, that was actually the one I had when I got COVID back in uh, October. I was in a research study, so I was sequenced. And uh, my sense is the alpha variant somehow is easier, is more responsive. Um, I was in an FDA protocol myself, and I received hydroxychloroquine and other drugs, and I got through it without much fanfare. Now this Delta variant, it seems like it's much more difficult to treat. A paper by Farron, Holt, and all in Houston has demonstrated that vaccinated individuals can, can contract Delta, carry it, and pass it to others. Our CDC director has been on the TV saying that vaccinated patients actually acquire Delta and transmit it. And then a paper from Chow and colleagues published in Lancet from a division of Oxford and Ho Chi Minh City 
showed among healthcare workers that were fully vaccinated about two months after the AstraZeneca vaccine, they were locked down in June. They couldn't leave the hospital, and they were studying how the virus is transmitted among them as they were in their quarters in the hospital. And they showed that vaccinated individuals had viral loads in their nose and mouth 251 times that of previous era unvaccinated individuals with a different viral strain. So the conclusion is the vaccine may be allowing vaccinated people to carry huge amounts of virus and then transmit it to susceptible unvaccinated. So you can imagine a vaccinated parents transmitting it to unvaccinated children or vaccinated seniors transmitting it to younger sons and and grandsons and granddaughters, etc. We think this transmission pattern is probably going on. And so um, it is a crisis of the um, unvaccinated in the sense that they're the victims of this and they're being hospitalized. But it's a crisis in a sense that the vaccinated are playing a role. I've already told you some vaccinated are being hospitalized and dying and then they're probably transmitting the virus. To make matters worse, we're having an outbreak of RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, and that's an overlap syndrome with children. The children who are being admitted to the hospital right now are all untreated. They are not receiving any medications at home. I just got off the phone with a mother. Uh, Her child has uh, wheezing, has uh, been tested positive for COVID-19. We need to get going on the typical asthma inhalers, albuterol, we need to use budesonide steroid inhalers. Some children need a little azithromycin, a little oropredensone. If we don't get on top of it early, then these children can get progressively more distressed and be hospitalized. Well, as you educated us about early on in one of your, your earlier visits, not only is there not enough attention to the treatment, it was actually suppressed in favor of the vaccines. In fact, it's um, there's a term, prison of two ideas, and that seems to be kind of where the establishment is. The two ideas are vaccinate or die. They're not seeing the treatment option, uh, any prevention option. It's um, The pressure is really on. I had a teleconference with a critical care doctor yesterday at a big academic medical center, And it was brokered by some other interested individuals to try to get this doctor to think about early treatment. So the first thing he did when he got on the phone is he basically started giving me an inventory of how many patients were in the hospital were vaccinated and how many were unvaccinated. And I I said, you know, it's interesting how that came into your mind to think about segregating people according to vaccination status. I'd be more interested to know who got early treatment at home and who didn't. The vaccine is not a treatment. The vaccine doesn't treat COVID-19. Even the FDA says the only thing the vaccine does is try to reduce how frequently one would actually contract um, COVID-19. It doesn't. The vaccine, there's no claim that the vaccine reduces hospitalization or death. So it's irrelevant to report people in the hospital, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. It's basically an attempt towards discrimination. Well, it's the pressure to get this vaccine and that seems to be, some people say that's what the whole thing was about, was about the vaccines. There's an inordinate pressure that we've never seen with any other disease in the past. We have um, some criteria, what's called acceptance criteria, and what would be an acceptable vaccine. We would need a vaccine that lasts the human body at least a year of protection, and we need to have at least 50% coverage, 50% what's called vaccine efficacy. In the real-world data, now with uh, Pfizer, We know that um, in Israel, the calculated vaccine efficacy 
is 39%. The Mayo Clinic, in a paper by Purinick and colleagues, has Pfizer at 42%. And uh, we're now having uh, boosters that are proposed in less than a year from the very first shot of vaccination. So at least with Pfizer, I think we have evidence of vaccine failure. It's a non-viable product in the marketplace. Uh, If I remember right, you got the vaccine early on? No, I didn't. No. Okay. You just had natural immunity because you recovered. That's right. But you're probably not inclined to get a booster. No. No, I've come face-to-face with red-hot COVID patients and without protection and what have you, and you can't get it twice. No. Excellent. Okay. We'll be right back. We've got a couple of calls already, and... um, you're listening to the Healthy by Nature show. My name is Marty Whittakin. My guest today, Peter A. McCullough, MD, leader in the fight to get people early treatment for COVID and staying on top of what's happening. Our bodies depend on a potent powerhouse of beneficial bacteria that support and improve every aspect of our health. Dr. O'Hara's formula encourages probiotics to function at their peak performance. Encapsulated in a vegetarian soft gel, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics is a live paste of 12 strains of probiotic bacteria and nourishing prebiotics from whole fruits and vegetables. Transformative postbiotic compounds created during Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics' exclusive three-year fermentation process are present in every capsule. These restorative postbiotics nurture diverse gut bacteria, leading to better digestion, improved immunity, and exceptional health. Join the millions of people worldwide who know the power of Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. Discover the Dr. O'Hara difference for yourself. Dr. O'Hara's probiotics are available at natural health retailers nationwide and online. Go to www.essentialformulas.com for a retailer near you. That's essentialformulas.com. It takes several factors to create cancer. That's why it just makes sense to treat the disease with a variety of therapies. Whatever you decide about mainstream medicine's typical surgery, chemo, and radiation, you should know that the Kasanas Institute has many powerful tools in their toolbox. For example, natural ways to support your immune system, specialized detoxification programs, and a personalized nutritional plan. If chemotherapy is right for your case, the Kasanas Institute also offers a gentler approach. Low-dose chemotherapy delivered in a smart way that targets the cancer cells more than your healthy cells. Their approach is individualized to you and your type of cancer to provide effectiveness and reduced side effects. At the Kasanas Institute, an experienced care manager will guide you and coordinate options. Don't you deserve a doctor that uses the best of modern science and ancient wisdom? Link from hbnshow.com or call 817-481-6342. Do you wake up refreshed and ready for the day? Good quality sleep is crucial for restoring your body and your brain so we can feel alert and energetic the next day. If you struggle to get to sleep or stay asleep, you'll be glad to know about Gero Formula Sleep Optimizer. This formula combines amino acids and herbs such as GABA, tryptophan, valerian root, and hops to support the body in normalizing sleep. Stress, jet lag, and rotating work shifts are special challenges for sleep. They also benefit from Gero Formula's Optimizer's powerful yet gentle encouragement toward relaxation and healthy sleep cycles. Sleep Optimizer benefits all three stages of sleep so that you can awake rested and energized. Look for Gero Sleep Optimizer at fine health food stores nationwide. As you know, not every product is appropriate for every person. So please read label advice regarding youngsters, disease states, medication use, and pregnancy. 
For complete information, visit Jarrow.com. That's J-A-R-R-O-W.com. Dr. Here's Probiotics has been a proud sponsor of the Healthy by Nature show for well over a decade. We are privileged to have in the studio Peter A. McCullough, M.D. He just joined us. He is a practicing cardiologist, an internist, and an epidemiologist. He has been published a gazillion times in the medical literature, actually edits uh, medical journals, and has been a leader in educating doctors about early treatment of COVID, which you hear nothing about on the evening news. There are just two things. You get a vaccine or you be sick. That's all the options we're given, but those are not all the ones that are out there. Um, Dr. McCullough, one of our listeners, Joe in San Antonio, wants to know if the parents tested positive for COVID but have a newborn, what can be done for the newborn? The newborn just needs lots of fresh air and just supportive uh, treatment. Uh, if the newborn starts to get a fever, uh, use of Tylenol, uh, you know, Pedialyte for volume repletion. That's really all that's needed. I wanted to update the listeners on some recommendations we're going to have forward based on studies out of Asia and elsewhere. It's for use of some uh, techniques to reduce the amount of virus in the nose and mouth for people in the family who are at risk for or develop COVID-19. And um, the the approach is to get betadine, which is the brown liquid that people use uh, in the hospital to sterilize, you know, wounds before um, before surgery or suturing. And betadine costs about a dollar, I think, at CVS or on Amazon. It's a brown liquid. It's pavidone iodine. And the way to use it is squirt just a few drops in a juice glass, fill the juice glass with water, and it turns brown instantly. And then swish that in the mouth and spit it out. Um, swish it real good. You can even gargle with it a little bit. Do not swallow it. Do not swallow it and spit it out. That actually sterilizes the mouth and kills the virus pretty effectively. You can take that same brown solution and take some Q-tips up in the nose and sterilize the nose. There's even some povidone iodine nasal spray that's available on Amazon if you don't want to use the Q-tips. But the point is, uh, it's very effective in cutting down the viral load. In concept, it's supported by the American Dental Association. They do that for other viruses that affect the mouth. If you're uh, allergic to iodine, uh, second best would be dilute uh, hydrogen peroxide. You can use dilute sodium hypochlorite. And then the least effective, but still better than nothing, is to use original yellow Listerine, swish and spit uh, twice a day, and brush with it. But these anti-infective dentistry techniques that are really promulgated by Dr. Paul Gossett in Chicago has been a wonderful addition to ways of reducing that viral spread in the house. I think that family ought to open the windows, even if it's hot, run the AC, get outside, reduce all that viral loading, sterilize surfaces in the house once a day, and get through the illness. And what about a little bit of sunshine so the baby can develop some vitamin D? That's wonderful. I just got off the phone with someone who, who said, really, they had COVID-19, and they actually, as long as they don't have a fever, there's no reason to go outside and uh, not go outside, get some exercise, and get some sun. At least 15 minutes of sun helps convert vitamin D. Yeah. And the uh, treatment protocol that the CDC has on their website kind of really plays down any role for nutrition, which is kind of crazy. And if they talk about something like vitamin C, they talk about it's not effective, but you look at the dose and instead of being 10,000, 
it's like, you know, 100 or something ridiculous. So that's why our listeners tune into this show to learn about the things that the FDA, the CDC, they're very, very up on pharmaceutical things, but they're biased against nutrition. And if you believe you are what you eat, your nutrition makes a difference, then you're going to have to be on your own to find out about it. You know, I'm an MD, and so I'm oriented towards the pharmaceuticals and the medicinal agents, but I'm very open to naturopathic and other physicians uh, who are contributing greatly here because the data suggests deficiencies in so many micronutrients and vitamins sets people up for a bad outcome with COVID-19. So they may not be a direct treatment or being curative, but boy, you wouldn't want to be going around with a low vitamin D level right now in the middle of the out- uh, Delta outbreak. All the data suggests the outcomes are poor. Or low levels of zinc, for that matter. You can't see it. He's nodding his hand. That's right. <laughs> she used to be on TV. This is just radio which is why I don't get all gussied up. Um, So you were optimistic, I think, in thinking that the FDA was going to delay approval of the vaccines, the final approval, because they're now just under emergency use authorizations. Um, Because there was such a, a swell of of objections from huge groups of of doctors and nurses and other health professionals and researchers and so on, but they toughed it out and went ahead and approved it. What change do you see because of that? What happened was unprecedented. We had heard about a meeting date in September, and we were expecting full briefing booklets from the um, manufacturer. A briefing booklet is 80 to 120 pages, then the data is given to the FDA. The FDA does their own briefing booklets. We have two booklets to study. Um, a, a full open meeting with an advisory panel of experts in September. None of that happened. It was actually moved forward to Monday, August 23rd. No briefing booklets that were made public. No external advisory panel. A meeting just between the manufacturer and the FDA. And the shocker was Pfizer was not approved. Pfizer was not FDA approved. It got a continuation of the EUA. And then there was a sleight of hand where the FDA said, well, the Pfizer product is legally distinct from the BioNTech product, which is the German product, and they may have some medicinal differences. And so really the, the product that got conditional approval was the BioNTech or BioNTech product, which is now called Comirnaty, um, but that was conditional approval. That product actually doesn't exist right now. It's not manufactured or distributed. Uh, they, don't, they don't even have a website for it yet or Salesforce or anything. And then now there are a whole variety of studies that they have to do studying myocarditis and heart inflammation. The proposed package insert says it has no idea if it's safe or effective in pregnancy and all these different categories. So it looked like a sleight of hand where Pfizer gets to continued use under emergency use authorization. All the legal and development liability was shifted over to a German company, BioNTech or BioNTech, and uh, this product, Comirnaty, that doesn't exist. So a false talking point came out of Monday saying that Pfizer was fully FDA approved and it wasn't the case at all. Well, well, I did hear that what's in the pipeline is still the emergency use product. So I wonder what that does for the case of mandating viruses, vaccines for the virus. Well, it was challenging because the Pfizer review was all based on legacy data. So it was all based with the older variants. They just reviewed the old clinical trials with some minimal follow-up. 
there were no data with the Delta variant. And so now the old variants are gone. We have nearly 100% Delta. So the only thing that counts now is how is Pfizer doing against Delta? And as I mentioned previously, it looks like it doesn't meet any type of acceptance criteria. And they may have known that. And that's the reason why Pfizer was continued under the EUA, basically being ineffective but still out there. And then BioNTech picked up this this, uh, new load of regulatory uh, due diligence. Well, the smoke-filled rooms aren't just for politics, apparently. Um, Well, that's tough. Um, The pressure is on now to extend the vaccination from 12-year-olds down to toddlers. Your thoughts on that? Well, the concern is is that when we vaccinate people who are smaller and smaller size, the dose of the vaccinated product, the lip, lipo, lipid nanoparticles and the messenger RNA, we have no way of knowing uh, how much to give. And on top of that, the children's cells are rapidly dividing, the organs are developing. And because this genetic material gets installed into critical organs like the brain and the heart and elsewhere, um, we are really in uh, a situation we have no idea what harm can be done to the children. It looks like the vaccines are not very effective, and so the, the risks seem to far outweigh the benefits of vaccinating children at this point in time. And in, in my view, it appears to be unwise and premature. Which won't stop them, unfortunately. So uh, the parents are charged with finding out more about this so that they can make an informed choice and not a pressured choice. I think the mothers of America are really going to have to step forward now. If now's the time for parents to protect their children, it's now. Yeah. We'll be right back after these important words from our sponsors. Stay with us. This is Healthy by Nature. I'm Marty Whittakin in the studio here with Peter McCullough, MD. At half past the hour, you are tuned to Healthy by Nature with certified clinical nutritionist Marty Whittakin. Are you living with chronic pain from injury or the degeneration of aging? Knee, hip, shoulder, and back surgeries can be risky, expensive, even with insurance, and entail long, painful recoveries. Steroid shots give only temporary relief and can damage joints. Thankfully, our creator blessed us with stem cells. They are the amazing power that built our bodies and fixed problems fast when we were kids. Stem cells reduce inflammation, regenerate tissue anywhere in the body, and balance immune function. However, as we age, we lose most of these tiny miracle workers. Replenish them with Infinity Cell Therapy. The therapy is simple, safe, virtually painless, affordable, and you do not miss work to recover. Infinity Umbilical Cord Stem Cells are pure and extremely vibrant. Be younger and stronger for longer. Call 800-507-6509 today for a free ebook and to schedule your no-cost, no-obligation, no-pressure consultation or to find a stem cell seminar in your area. Call 800-507-6509 today. In an era of censorship, there are things you just can't say these days. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be free again? But just the thought of getting older and having to take all those prescription drugs. I'm Bill Sardi, formulator of Longevinix, which we now call the nothing pill. Wouldn't you like to be 50 and wake up 25 years later and feel the same To age chronologically but not biologically, a recent report says Americans have expanded their lifespan but now need to expand their health span. To have your genes reprogrammed to be healthy instead of inheriting the maladies of your grandparents. To look in the mirror 15 years after you began taking Longevinix, the red wine pill, and realize you've barely aged at all. 
In fact, a Longevinex user reports a test of his biological age was 20 years below his calendar age. A recent study says a widely used prescription drug can now expand the human health span. But resveratrol, the key ingredient in Longevinex, works up to 200 times better than that prescription drug. I think of my own experience. Now, 76 years after birth, my eyesight is 20-20. My optometrist examined the back of my eyes to find no cholesterol deposits that 91% of people my age have. But we are silenced. Our lips must remain sealed. Our overlords restrict what we can say about longevinix to almost nothing. And that's why we now call it the nothing pill. What we can't say about longevinix speaks loudly. In the 1600s, it was physician Thomas Fuller who said, disease is felt, but health not at all. Wouldn't it be great to feel nothing again? Longevinix, the nothing pill. Call 866-405-4000, that's 866-405-4000, for Longevinix, the nothing pill. Healthy by Nature is sponsored in part by HealthWorksMark.com. Oh, boy, we're going to wish we had two hours, I know. It's fortunate that um, Dr. Peter McCullough has been generous with his time and said he will come back because it doesn't look like we're going to uh, be rid of this mess anytime real soon. And, in fact, Dr. McCullough, I heard somebody say that because of Delta, there won't be any herd immunity and that this will just go on from year to year and we'll keep getting boosters like the flu shot. Is that what it looks like? No, I disagree with that. I think there'll be broad herd immunity. We're at the apex of this broad peak. Fortunately, our peak at Delta is going to end up being about 50% of our peak in December. Now, in Israel, where they have much higher percent vaccinated, their Delta peak is is as high as their pre-vaccination. So um, the vaccine is, you know, we've had way too much reliance on the vaccine. A lot of people don't know right now in America, we've had just as many COVID deaths, roughly 320,000 COVID deaths before the vaccine as after the vaccine. So right now we're at an equal point. The vaccine has had no impact on the pandemic with respect to reducing mortality. Don't hear that on the news uh, because of something we've discussed before, the the not not uh, subtle agreement among the media sources to only tell the good news about the vaccine. Uh, of course, I know a lot of them think they're doing the right thing, but they aren't doing their homework or they would well, change that approach. What we haven't heard is we haven't heard any report. We should have been having them once a month on how the vaccines are doing. How come the CDC hasn't told us? You know, there's three vaccines. There must be kind of a winner now. There must be a loser. There must be uh, differentials on safety and efficacy. Even that Purinac paper from Mayo Clinic said that Moderna, which is more than three times the dose of Pfizer. People don't know this. Moderna is 100 micrograms per dose. Pfizer is 30 micrograms per dose. The messenger RNA is very similar. So, you know, three times the dose with one product compared to another. Moderna's at 72% protection. Pfizer's at 42% protection. Johnson & Johnson, we don't know. How come Americans are not given the lowdown? If a corporate 
um, uh, leader is going to mandate a vaccine, doesn't that person, doesn't that leader want to mandate the best, best vaccine? I mean, Americans want a choice and they want to make an intelligent choice. Where is the intellectual curiosity, if nothing else, to uh, sort this out and do the best thing? Um, my daughter-in-law said she cried like a baby when she got her vaccine, and not because it hurt. It didn't hurt at all, but she, because that's not what she wanted to do. She was forced to get the vaccine by her employer, and she needed to stay employed because they needed the health insurance for my son. And I, I think there's going to be a big surge in vaccine-reported injuries and outcomes now because now— the second half of America, which is basically being forced into vaccination, they don't want the vaccine. And they know the vaccines uh, aren't sufficiently safe and effective. And so they're going to be primed to be looking for any types of side effects or problems in reporting. So I think we're going to see a massive increase in the reporting. And they will have a, a motivation to report it because they will want to protect other people from going down that path. Or because of being vaccinated as a method of employment, the uh, liability potentially could fall into the person who forced them into the vaccine. That's, that's still yet to be challenged. The uh, EEOC and uh, others have given wavering opinions on this. But if someone is mandated to take a vaccine and let's say they end up with a stroke and they're disabled, um, you know, do, do they go on medical disability provided by their employer or not? We'll have to see. This, a lot of this will end up in the Supreme Court. and We can only hope that they sort it out correctly for us. And won't be able to do it retroactively. So that's why we need you to help us get ahead of it if we're ones who want to ask the right questions. Uh, we have some good answers. Uh, one of the questions is the myocarditis. Um, we hear a little bit of that in the news, that there are... What, 67 cases per million of, in 12 to 17-year-olds when they get two shots? What is myocarditis? And as a cardiologist, are you seeing this? I am seeing it. Myocarditis is an inflammation of the heart muscle where there's EKG changes, elevations in a blood test called troponin that are often very high uh, signs and symptoms of heart failure or chest pain. And it's serious. The CDC had a universe of cases in June of about 600, they analyzed 200 that they had the information on. 90% of these kids were hospitalized, and about a quarter of them had early heart failure. They were put on heart failure medication. So it was serious. As we sit here today now, there's been 4,000 cases reported to the CDC. We can't give a number uh, of cases per people who receive the vaccine because not everybody's checked for it. So there's a paper in New England Journal of Medicine this week that, that tried to make the case that the vaccine-induced myocarditis was less common than the myocarditis that happens with the respiratory infection. And it was completely, uh, in my view, inaccurate because uh, the elevation of troponin that we see in sick people in the ICU with COVID is a tiny little blip. The number may go up by one or two points. Um, and, and then it's not associated with EKG changes or heart failure. But the myocarditis that happens in these kids who take the injection uh, is really significant. It takes a lot to hospitalize uh, a, a, a 12 to 15-year-old or teenager. So I can tell you right now, I'm impressed with the myocarditis. We can't seem to make it go away. I'm really afraid these kids are going to develop heart failure or cardiac death. There's a cardiac death reported by autopsy done down in South Texas. That's been in the media. Uh, there's been a child up in Minnesota who went all the way to heart transplant, and the heart transplant failed, and she died. 
I think we're going to have more myocarditis and more myocarditis deaths as uh, parents um, are allowing their kids to receive the vaccine. We know the vaccine has no benefit in children. It doesn't prevent a severe disease in the randomized trials by Frank et al., New England Journal of Medicine, May 27th, 2,200 people, uh, kids aged 12 to 15 randomized, presented, prevented 18 cases of the sniffles. It was completely clinically insignificant. Why risk myocarditis? Why risk these safety events? The FDA is warning parents, warning this, these, these vaccines cause myocarditis. The, the, even in the approval letter to BioNTech, it says do many more studies on myocarditis and tell us how we can stop this from happening. So if I heard you correctly, the incidence, of the measurements at least, of myocarditis are much lower in the COVID patients than they are in the ones who suffer it from the vaccine? No, the report from the New England Journal of Medicine was just the opposite. It said that the myocarditis with the vaccine is less common, but I'm telling you, it's two different diseases. The, oh, the, the okay. small rise in troponin we see in the ICU for respiratory uh, patients is basically clinically insignificant. The myocarditis we're seeing in children who get the vaccine is putting them in the hospital, making them sick, and it is significant. It's occurred in over 4,000 children, and I could tell you one case is too many. Yeah, for sure, especially if it's your kid. You know, now all of a sudden it's real. And in my education on my limited education in cardiology, you would rather have a heart attack than have heart failure. Uh, heart attacks have a better recovery rate than heart failure. Well, a small, right? ri- small rise in the troponin in the ICU uh, is clinically insignificant. To develop severe myocarditis that these children have that put them in the hospital, totally different story. And you're right. We never want any child to have heart failure or cardiac death. Yeah. We... We really need our heart to keep pumping for decades. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is Healthy by Nature. Staying healthy has never been more important. And Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, maker of premier heart and immune health products, is leading the way to better health with the groundbreaking new formula, Kyolic Omega AGE. Kyolic Omega AGE combines the cardiovascular power of Kyolic's best-selling, organically grown aged garlic extract with sustainably sourced fish oil and a synergistic blend of the nutrients, vitamins D3, K2, E, and B6, 9, and 12, that have been clinically shown to support heart, bone, and immune health, all in one supplement, providing you with a comprehensive and convenient way to take your health to the next level. So check off all of those individual supplements from your shopping list and get Kyolic Omega AGE for heart, bone, and immune health today. Look for Kyolic Omega AGE at fine natural health retailers near you. Learn more at Kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C.com. Stay healthy, live better. People who regularly drink coffee or tea, consume sugary foods, and in particular drink wine, beer, or spirits, and people who take antacid or diuretic water pills deplete their body of vitamin B1, also known as thiamine. Symptoms of vitamin B1 deficiency can include headaches, chronic cough, racing heart, constipation or diarrhea, non-infectious fever, crippling weakness and pain, difficulty walking or talking, loss of smell and taste, breathlessness, loss of hunger, sweating, tingling in hands and feet, memory problems, and more. The answer to these problems is vitamin B1 in the preferred fat-soluble form provided in Nerve Guardian. It is the new dietary supplement from Lifespan Nutrition. Nerve Guardian provides 10 times more vitamin B1 than the best diet. 
Buy one bottle of Nerve Guardian and get a second bottle free. That's a full eight-month supply for just $3.12 per month. Call Lifespan Nutrition today and ask for Nerve Guardian. Call 800-247-5731. That's 800-247-5731. Wouldn't you like to increase your energy level and kickstart your natural healing power? Imagine reduced pain, less bloating, and enjoying a restful night's sleep. Maybe you need to improve your mood or get rid of headaches. Or perhaps you have loved ones who struggle with indigestion, Alzheimer's, concussion, or other discomforts. At HM3 Light, we offer the amazing Body Light Pad. Over 300 studies show how a special type of light helps with all those issues and more. This special light therapy helps by improving blood circulation and reducing inflammation. Those actions, along with detoxing the brain, can help post-stroke patients. To request studies that pertain to your particular interest or to learn about our lease-to-own program, call 800-580-1102. At HM3 Light, we are here to help you enhance, strengthen, and improve your whole body health with our flexible body light pad. Call 800-580-1102. 800-580-1102. Subscribe to Marty's free newsletter at the Healthy by Nature Show website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com. I'm in the studio with Peter A. McCullough, M.D. He's a cardiologist, an internal medicine doctor, and an epidemiologist, as well as editor of medical journals and widely published, including on COVID-19. And we're blessed to have him here to answer these questions. I want a couple more on vaccines, and then I want to get back to treatment because we do have some specific questions about that. Um, They're making a case now for the booster shot for the those that are immunocompromised. What I wonder is if their immune system isn't working well, will they even get a good response from the vaccine? Well, it looks like they didn't originally from the vaccine. I'm I'm not against that uh, concept, though, that the uh, immunocompromised may really really be at risk for um, poor outcomes. But what we need is we need a better vaccine strategy a vaccine strategy. It may be the wrong dose or the wrong type of vaccine. And um, uh, we need some ability to measure if they're getting anything out of it. Now, recently, the laboratory started offering anti-spike protein antibodies. So we can actually measure the antibodies that are supposed to be raised by the vaccine in order to get a sense of, are they benefiting from it? Uh, So, uh, you know, for the immunocompromised uh, and potentially for uh, seniors who are at risk right now, um, you know, to try to find a strategy forward on uh, boosters, but it really is going to have to be a, an effective vaccine. It looks like Pfizer's not effective against Delta, and our government needs to give us some differential information on Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. We cannot fly blind on the choice of vaccine for a booster. And hopefully when Novavax comes out, we'll have some good information about that. I'm going to try and stall and hope that there's some something there that we can hang our hat on for those of us who would like to be able to travel or whatever. Yeah, I'm really high on Novavax. Uh, It was pushed off to the fourth quarter of this year, and it's a protein-based vaccine. Uh, Small dose, five micrograms of the spike protein should not have the genetic complications. It it looks like the arm gets pretty sore with Novavax, but beyond that, it should be free of systemic side effects. 
And, um, you know, I think all of us would welcome a safe and effective vaccine. I think we all would. Um, But we have to be cautious as we navigate through the genetic vaccines, which are AstraZeneca, Pfizer, and Moderna. Uh, They have not worked out to be safe products. Yes, and the Novavax doesn't contain that chemical that is the most often associated with the allergic reaction. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, You said at one point, and I've heard it elsewhere, that we should never vaccinate in the middle of a pandemic. Why is that? Because it's doing exactly what we've seen, is it promotes these variants. So we've always had the Delta variant. We've always had about a dozen or more variants in the pre-vaccination era. But once we get to more than 25% vaccinated, we, in a sense, of invite one mutant to come forward and be dominant, and that's exactly what happened. It's Delta. Almost everything we have right now is Delta. And as I'm telling your listeners at the beginning, it's my perception that Delta is uh, more difficult to treat and more serious, and we're seeing more young people be hospitalized. And I'm very worried that the vaccine is actually making things worse as opposed to making it better. Okay. On treatment, uh, the FDA is warning not to use ivermectin. They're not satisfied with the proof, but I think they've made matters worse because of keeping doctors from prescribing it. People that are going to the farm store and they don't know what the right dose is. We should have just adopted standard dosing ivermectin, hydroxychloric. When I testified in the U.S. Senate back in November of 2020, and there was a report actually used in evidence that there were, when hydroxychloroquine, big surge in, in the spring of 2020, that there were more calls to the poison control center. And this was a terrible thing. We actually got a hold of the poison control center. You know what those calls were? People were just asking about dose. Should I take oh. it once a day or twice a day? With ivermectin, uh, we have um, a, a different situation where there's a medic- there is a veterinary product and then people can actually misdose it because it's actually in different concentrations for animals. And that's probably what generated some of these poison control numbers. Uh, There may be uh, liver toxicity if there's a huge surge uh, in dosing and toxicity or the product aren't pure. And the advice is not to use the veterinary products, but people are becoming desperate as doctors are not treating them. And uh, I had this brought up the other day uh, by a doctor who said, do you know that there's been cases of liver toxicity with ivermectin? And then I turned around and said, I said, do you know there's been 13,000 Americans who've died after the vaccine? It seems like no one seems to care about vaccine-related side effects. Why are people so lathered up about ivermectin side effects? It, it just, uh-huh. just it doesn't make sense. Um, <clears throat> Marilyn wanted to know, um, she has a prescription on hand just in case, and it says to take it on an empty stomach, but the frontline critical care website says to take it with or after a meal for better absorption. Which would you recommend? With or after a meal. Okay. And um, another question, if you have COVID and the dosage for the ivermectin is 40 tablets all at once or split it? All at once. And the doses range from 200 to 400 to 600 micrograms per kilogram. So it's based on weight. Yeah. And whereas the veterinary product is designed for horses that weigh several hundred pounds, so, you know, keep that in mind. And uh, we have in the library on hbnshow.com a whole section on COVID. And in the medications, there's information about how to get a prescription for people medicines. So um, go there. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about monoclonal antibodies, although we don't have a lot of time. 
And just quickly, uh, there were two tigers in Indonesia that got COVID, and they were immediately treated with antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, and multivitamins. So apparently, we'd be better off in a zoo than in a hospital. We all know that probiotics are good for digestive health, but your skin, too? I'm Kat James, author of The Truth About Beauty. Common skincare products, especially harsh soaps, can disrupt the balance of the good bacteria on your skin. But there's a progressive new approach to skincare that allows you to create a healthier environment on your skin. Probiotic skincare. Dr. Ohira applied ancient Japanese fermentation skills to merge his famous pre, pro, and postbiotic nutrients into a revolutionary 100% natural skincare line. The Kampuku Beauty Bar, honored with the Best of Beauty Award by Better Nutrition, beautifully clarifies and rebalances even sensitive skin without drying. The Magaroku Lotion and the Hadayubi Moisturizer combine Dr. Ohira award-winning probiotic complex with 14 wild plant extracts plus one of the most skin-compatible emollients known to help restore your natural glow. As a health and beauty expert, I recommend the daily use of Dr. O'Hara's skincare products available at Sprouts and other fine health stores. Wouldn't you like to eliminate bacteria, odors, dust, pollen, pet dander, and other allergens from the air in your home and office? Negative ions are the reason that air is so fresh and invigorating around waterfalls and the seashore. Innovative Ion Box uses those same negative ions to purify any room in your home, especially the bedroom. Ion Box devices are quite affordable and conveniently small so that you can take one with you to work, in the car, and even on vacation. Studies show that because of its advanced microchip technology, no other ion purifier, even much larger units, come close to the effectiveness of Ion Box. Plus, it's ozone-free, and there are no filters to change at removing bacteria, odors, dust, pollen, pet dander, or other allergens. Improve your sleep, mental focus, mood, energy, and performance. Stay healthier with Ion Box. Visit the shop page of hbnshow.com. Again, that's the shop page of hbnshow.com. Now we can do as most animals do, maintain levels of vitamin C without continual reliance upon dietary or supplemental sources of vitamin C. This is revolutionary. Vitamin C works by pouring electrons on unbalanced atoms to counter potentially destructive oxygen and nitrogen-free radicals. Instead of taking vitamin C pills all day long, similar to using a fire extinguisher over and over, Formula 216 does this 24-7, akin to an internal fire sprinkler system continually pouring electrons on the free radical fire. That makes Formula 216 the world's first stress-responsive vitamin C pill, rapidly elevating vitamin C levels in response to biological or mental stress. Now you can do what animals do. Upgrade to Formula 216, the world's first 24-7 vitamin C pill. Call 833-848-2216. That's toll-free, 833-848-2216 for 24-7 vitamin C protection. That's 833-848-2216. Sign up for podcasts or listen to past programs on our website, hbnshow.com, hbnshow.com. Well, I think we're at that point again where I will make the newsletter this week a summary of a lot of the points that we covered today because they were coming fast and furious and maybe you were on the treadmill or in the car, couldn't take notes. So um, I will listen to the show again and make careful notes and track down 
citations and so on to give you links to this information. And um, Dr. McCullough, this week, Dr. Fauci said that the monoclonal antibodies are an underutilized therapy. I couldn't suppress a laugh. I, there, he had the microphone a million times. Why didn't he tell anybody about it? Yeah, they're grossly underutilized. And what I want your listeners to know, age over 65, multiple medical problems, get a monoclonal antibody infusion early. Uh, you can uh, use the uh, resources that uh, you're going to provide on the website, uh, either website or 1-800 number. Find the uh, center that has them close by you. I sent two yesterday for monoclonal antibody infusions. It takes an hour to get it, about an hour of observation afterwards, and then go home. Uh, it's not a standalone treatment, but we use additional drugs uh, after the monoclonal antibody infusion. The earlier they get it, the better. Uh, it's basically free of side effects as long as they don't try to infuse it too quickly. And we have hundreds of millions of pre-purchased doses. And you're right, uh, the, our federal agencies have not helped our seniors get access to these important therapies. Well, there is now a website that you can go to, and I got the phone number from that. If you want to write it down, it's 877-332-6585. And in the COVID section of the library on hbnshow.com, which is also where you can get the archive of today's show, um, in the medication section, there's information about that, about the the names of is it Regeneron and, and there are other, other medications that are these monoclonal antibodies. One thing I wanted to mention, when you go to the ER, make sure uh, the patient stays as a status of being an um, ER patient, outpatient to get the antibody infusion. I recently had a patient who went to the ER. I wanted to get the antibody. They quickly made the patient an admitted patient, and then he was no longer eligible for the monoclonal antibody. So he was actually penalized for being admitted. And there's a false um, line of uh, demarcation where you can receive the monoclonal antibody as an outpatient, but as soon as you're an inpatient, you can't get it. Which seems pretty crazy. Uh, bureaucracy strikes again. Uh, and you can get it at some of these dock-in-the-box on the corner clinics. So uh, do your research, but that's a really good point. Don't let them admit you to the hospital because... They also think that a ventilator is a good idea, and maybe you want to get better before you need that. Well, you know, admission if it's really needed for respiratory purposes and mechanical ventilation, but we can do so much more as an outpatient, honestly, that can be done as an inpatient. Dr. McCullough, thank you. A million thank yous. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Healthy by Nature is sponsored in part by Lily of the Desert Alloceuticals. Are you living with chronic pain from injury or the degeneration of aging? Knee, hip, shoulder, and back surgeries can be risky, expensive, even with insurance, and entail long, painful recoveries. Steroid shots give only temporary relief and can damage joints. Thankfully, our creator blessed us with stem cells. They are the amazing power that built our bodies and fixed problems fast when we were kids. Stem cells reduce inflammation, regenerate tissue anywhere in the body, and balance immune function. 
However, as we age, we lose most of these tiny miracle workers. Replenish them with Infinity Cell Therapy. The therapy is simple, safe, virtually painless, affordable, and you do not miss work to recover. Infinity umbilical cord stem cells are pure and extremely vibrant. Be younger and stronger for longer. Call 800-507-6509 today for a free ebook and to schedule your no-cost, no-obligation, no-pressure consultation or to find a stem cell seminar in your area. Call 800-507-6509 today. 